You're listening to episode number 130 of the Journey to Manifesting podcast. My name is Sarah Prouts. Welcome to the show. It is great to be here with you. And if you are new around here, I want to give you an extra special welcome because the show has been around now for a couple of years and we're celebrating over, I think it's over 2 million downloads, 2.2 million downloads. That's a lot of people listening to the message of manifestation. And my job in the world, my passion actually, I shouldn't say job, is to inspire you and remind you of the power of your emotions. Emotional empowerment is something that I have studied because I failed at it. I have been so overly emotional for my entire life. I've been overreactive. I have been violent with my modes of communication. And so I got to a point where I thought, you know what, I'm going to try things a little differently and help people to empower their emotions. And what this means is embracing whatever shows up, the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) And so today, this is episode number 130. I wanted to talk a little bit about how emotional empowerment works and what it means specifically. Uh, You may have noticed that the introduction is missing from the show because I have to record a new one. It says in there that I live in Las Vegas with my four children and my husband, and I recently just moved to East Hampton in the Hamptons in New York. And I've only got three of my children with me, even though I will always be a mother of four. My oldest son, Thomas, is now living in Vegas by himself. It's been a very, very tough journey to let go. And I'm sure many parents out there can understand what it's like when you don't live in the same state or the same country as your child. It's a learning curve. It's a steep emotional learning curve. And I have to make sure that I'm not helicopter parenting and checking in too much or um, making it too easy for him. I have to trust that I gave him everything that he needs to be a very capable and confident and empowered human being. And he is, and I'm really proud of the person that he has become. So today's episode is all about emotional empowerment. And what does that mean? Emotional empowerment, the core foundational element of emotional empowerment, and also to support you on your manifestation journey is self responsibility. And this was a beautiful concept that was taught to me by my very dear friends and mentors, Scott DeMolin and Dallas Brisbane. Uh, They've been friends for over a decade now, and they've known Sean for even longer. And they really helped me to understand the importance and the power that resides in taking responsibility for your own emotions and your own actions. And this ties in so beautifully with the law of attraction and manifesting because it's a reminder that you have the power within you to guide your energy and guide your responses. So I'll give you a few, um, how do I put this? (laughs) I'll give you a few case studies or uh, fictitious examples of how you might find yourself in a situation that requires you to pivot very quickly back to your own sense of power emotionally. Let's just say that you are trying to park your car in a very crowded parking lot, right? You're at the supermarket. You really want to find a place to park that's not too far away from the supermarket. 
and there's only a couple of spaces and you see one and you're like, yes, this is a fantastic manifestation. And before you know it, somebody sneaks in and steals that park for you. How do you feel? How do you respond? Now, I remember when I was a kid, somebody did this and my mom went berserko. She just offloaded on these people. How dare you? That was our parking space. You know, she was really, really upset. Actually, I'm sure my mom wouldn't mind me telling this story and she laughs at it every time we we revisit it because she went animalistic on this poor woman that probably didn't even know that she pulled out in front of my dad and my mum was in the passenger side and she said how dare you (laughs) and so that just shows that sense of entitlement but what she could have done and this is where the examples are coming in is that she could have paused taken a moment maybe even a deep breath and chosen a reaction and a response that may not have been so internally damaging because when we react in anger or when we react from a space of blame or shame or entitlement it actually hurts ourselves first and foremost it's not proving anything to anybody else Uh, and so that's why it's really important to gauge the intensity of your reaction and your response to people, places, and experiences. Another thing that happens, and I'm sure many people can relate to this, is conflict that often happens in a relationship, whether you are married or in girlfriend, boyfriend, 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 girlfriend, girlfriend kind of configuration, however it works for you. It's, it's un, um, it's unavoidable to go through conflict because that's how we learn to grow together as a couple. And so I have had many trigger-worthy times in my marriage to Sean. And today's our anniversary, by the way. We've been married for seven years. And it's work. Being in a, in a partnership or a union or a marriage requires maintenance and perspective and also rolling up your sleeves and doing the hard work to do whatever it takes to make sure that you guys stay together. And so over the years, I have not been the best at my reactions and responses, which is really how I learned how to navigate being an expert in emotional empowerment because I am also an expert in emotional disempowerment. So I'll give you another imaginary scenario here. And this may or may not have happened and it may or may not be imaginary. But I remember being really triggered once when Sean said that he would only be, I don't know, half an hour and he ended up being gone for about three hours. I don't even remember the situation. And I'm sure this shows up in many different ways for so many different people. And it was a rules upset to me. Now, my mentor, Scott DeMolin, he often says that every upset is a rules upset. So as human beings, we have these rules, these boundaries, these invisible fences within our hearts. And when they're crossed, we give ourselves full permission to lash out, to make somebody else responsible for how we're feeling. And this is quite often where we detour or we veer off into the realm of not taking responsibility. Now, remember the magic of manifesting, the magic of personal development or creating any kind of magic in your life is taking ownership and responsibility for how you show up. So let's just say an imaginary scenario. I offloaded on Sean. I might have yelled, raised my voice in uh, the 
<laughs> sometimes I would be mean. Sometimes I would throw insults at him and in an attempt to make myself feel better in some way. And it didn't. It never does. Being mean is never the solution. And there's also a very fine line between being abusive as well. And as it sounds and as cheesy as it sounds, there is never any excuse for abuse. And I know this because I went through 10 years of mutual abuse with my first husband. And you can read about that in my book, Dear Universe, 200 Mini Meditations for Instant Manifestations. And that's all about the different emotions that you experience throughout life. There's a hundred loved-based emotions to look up and then find your connection point to the universe. And then there's a hundred fear-based emotions to look up as well. So you can get that support that you need when you're trying to find your footing, when you're trying to make peace with what is rather than arguing with reality, which is something that so many people do. But if we stopped, if we didn't react, if we didn't blame somebody else for how we're feeling, even if they did upset a rule. Now, having said that, though, there is the important aspect of setting very clear emotional boundaries, saying, hey, it's important to me if you're back when you say you are. And this is all about integrity, really. If somebody says that they're going to do something and they don't do it, then of course you're going to get pissed off and ticked off a little bit. However, the volume and the intensity in which you do that is what defines the difference between a healthy reaction and response versus one where you are deeply rooted in blame and making other people responsible for your feelings. It's actually handing your power over on a big fancy plate. So next time you feel like saying, you made me feel this way, think again, pause, take responsibility and ownership and show up with curiosity and saying, hey, I'm just curious, why did you take three hours when you said you'd be half an hour? And more often than not, I'd say 80 to 90% of the time, it's because some wires were crossed along the way. There was a lack of specificity. There was a lack of curiosity or even listening. Sometimes when there's a lot of things going on, the details can get lost in the shuffle and that's perfectly normal. So another thing that I want to assigned to you as your homework. And I can't believe that I'm admitting this. And I've written about this in my upcoming book, which is going to be released in 2022. So mark your calendars. I can't even tell you what it's about yet. But what I will say is that I write about how I have this fascination with reality TV shows, or I have in the past anyway, I don't feel very drawn to it right now. But what I love about them, and I'm, I'm talking about like the Real Housewives franchise, Real Housewives of New York or Beverly Hills or wherever, or um, The Bachelor. The Bachelor was fantastic. And the sentence that they say that pricks my ears with curiosity is, you made me feel how they place the responsibility of their emotions. Ooh, another one, another good one is Selling Sunset. That's fantastic. Or uh, Million Dollar Beach House, which is set in the Hamptons, which is where I live. You made me feel this way. Now, I'm not saying that people can't influence the way that you feel and create a snapshot of your emotional response. Of course, that's impossible to, to, um, to shut off from. However, you have the power in how you respond. And remember, if you respond violently, you hurt yourself. If you respond with love, curiosity, compassion, and kindness, then you build what my mentors taught me is a bridge of communication. You build that bridge to possibility, to 
conflict resolution and conscious emotional management skills. And this can help you in your business. It can help you in your relationships. It can help you with the internal dialogue of how you speak to yourself. And so this is my work in the world. I am in love with teaching as many people as possible how to take power inside themselves back. Because right now we're living in a time where there are so many noises and distractions. The US elections going on. We're living in a pandemic. We've got so many different opinions and perspectives and viewpoints circulating and creating like this big soupy mess of confusion, especially in such a rugged landscape of uncertainty. And here's the call to action. Trust your gut. Build your own intuition. And what I love about this time and I know that this is trying to find a blessing in a very difficult situation, is that with the, the changes to the school system, parents, those that, that are in a position to, have been homeschooling their children. They've been taking responsibility for raising their children and being more active participants in their upbringing. Now, that's not realistic for everyone. I understand that. But there is this beautiful flow of energy that is manifesting, that is calling us to be stronger in what we believe, in what we think, and to not force that on other people. This is vital. If you are on social media, use it for kindness. Use it to create change. But don't blame, shame, and finger point at other people because the only person you are hurting is yourself. Now, the second thing I want to say here, and this is getting into something that I wasn't anticipating today, but I do feel like part of emotional empowerment is the ability to think critically, to think objectively, and most importantly, to question everything, okay? Because the media, the news, it's noisy, what's true, what's not, what has an agenda. And the, the truth is most things that are produced commercially on the news and on uh, social media platforms have an agenda. They want your attention. So many different outlets are vying for your attention to sculpt and mold your opinion. But tune in. What is true for you? Not through making assumptions, because you can't logically join the dots unless you have solid proof or evidence to back up an argument or a theory or and I'm not talking about conspiracy theories, that's a different conversation for a different time, but in terms of what is good for the world, what you know is the right course of action for you might not be the way for everybody else. My dad uh, says different strokes for different folks, and I think that's so true that what works for you and your family might not be applicable for somebody else with their beliefs, with their upbringing with their viewpoint on the world. Just let people live their own lives and you live your life to the beat of your own drum. And that, my friends, is the essence of emotional empowerment. So thank you so much for listening to today's show. I've been, again, recording this on my tiny little microphone. I've got to get the cable. It got lost in the move. Uh, and if you want to get yourself a copy of my latest book, which is called Dear Universe, you can do so by going to Amazon. I know you're going to love it. So many people write to me all the time and say that they turn to the emotions in Dear Universe whenever they need that guidance, that boost of inspiration to remember that they are part of a much bigger picture. And we're all in this together. All right, lots of love, and until next time, enjoy your journey to manifesting. 